Welcome to Just Jive Pod, a podcast where we share a drink, talk about life, and just jive. My name is Jerome. And I'm Jesse, and welcome back for another session. Uh, we are well on our way in our quarantine series, as I've, uh, I guess I'm accustomed to saying now, um, in season two of Just Jive Pod. We do have a guest. Um, actually, he's a returner, so why don't you say hi? Hey, everyone. It's Vincent again. Um, I'm just glad to be back. This podcast is awesome, and I'm just so fortunate that you guys are having me. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And as usual, we always want to start off with what we're drinking. So, Vince, why don't you uh, uh, start us off with what you're drinking this uh, today? Um, switch it up a little bit today. I'm having a glass of wine um, that me and my wife actually picked up from our honeymoon last year. Nice. Um, oh, dang. Roblace. Yeah, so let's see. Cobbless Creek Vineyard 2016 Esprit Blanc. Um, it's a white wine. I, I, I'm not a wine expert by any means, but um, something that we tasted there and it was good. It's like really nice and crisp and it's perfect for like a warmer day like this today. Nice. Nice, man. That's awesome. Um, I'll go ahead and go. I think we might have featured this before, but it's, I guess, another classic. It's the Mike Check by Boomtown Brewery. Um, so mm. it's a Pilsner. Mm-hmm. It is 5.6% ABV, um, and same thing, just a light, crisp, refreshing beer. Um, it's a Pilsner, so it's a very like light-bodied but clean, like you know, clean taste. Um, good for a, a warm summer afternoon. Um, yeah. You know, I think that might be the first beer you featured. I think so, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. I re- I distinctly remember that one because I was like, "That's a very cool name." Mike Czech, as in Czech Republic, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? The first time we we did this too, it was like, "Hey, I'm drinking Mike Czech." Wait, what did you say, Mike Czech? <laughs> yeah, how do you spell that? Yes, C C Z E C H, like there you Czech go. Republic. So. It's a good one, man. I, nice. I like revisiting it. Nice. Um, cool. I, I'm, I'm also kind of drinking something that is just aimed for refreshments. It's the uh, Height Extra Cold. I think it's a uh, Korean beer. Uh, it's 4.5 ABV. It's essentially just like a lager, but it's, it's just tasty beer water, honestly. Um, <laughs> perfect for <laughs> mixing in soju perfect for drinking with like heavy heavy meat uh like mm-hmm. korean barbecue so um yeah man I, I i'd like to get this not really because of how intricate the taste is not even close um mm-hmm. it's just a very uh good drink that i, I convinced myself that is hydrating me but it's definitely not um, <laughs> but it, it's got that it's got that vibe to it so um yeah yeah I mean, it is liquid. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is beer water, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a, it's a good one. I like I like height when, especially going Korean barbecues and stuff. Definitely. Or with uh, yeah. fried chicken. Ooh, Ooh shoot! Getting oh, hungry. Man. Anyways, uh, we are back for our session, and um, if you couldn't tell by the title, we're actually going to talk about. Um, we haven't actually covered sports since we started quarantine. Like, yeah. we haven't really touched on it that much. Um, one, because there's really nothing to touch on. Like, nothing was happening. Um, but I think in light of um, uh, sports kind of rolling back into action here in, in the United States, like, it, we thought, all right, let's 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 bring it back in, you know? Yeah. And, and let's bring back our guest who um, 
has been keeping up uh, pretty well, I, I think, um, with the news and stuff. And I, I definitely think 100% more than I, I have. <laughs> so, but as usual, we do want to just check in with each other. Um, obviously, Jerome and I, we check in uh, weekly on, um, and just share about life. But Vince, how's, uh, how's quarantine been for you? Um, how have the last uh, almost five months been uh, yeah, since wow. uh, you guys have been stuck at home and stuff? Sure. Um, I mean, it's definitely been an interesting time and unprecedented time for sure. Um, I remember, you know, like in the beginning, we didn't know how long this would last. So it was just kind of a new thing and just like, you know, let's just enjoy, um, this, you know, month or two where we're like stuck at home. So I was like, you know, playing games and like doing things around the house that, right. um, you know, we didn't get to do before, but now, or what five six months in you know it's kind of mm-hmm. like this has become kind of the day it's become like the daily rhythm of life and so kind of um trying to find ways to just maximize this time and rather than viewing it as you know like a season that is to pass um just to uh to take it one day at a time and to make the most of it so i've been trying to you know do a little bit more reading and um trying to more you know, intentionally catch up with uh, people, um, even mm. if we can't gather physically, you know, uh, to be able to, uh, talk via Zoom or, you know, even have a chat like yeah. this with you guys is, um, really cool and, um, something that this season affords. Um, and yeah, overall, I think just, you know, for me, just thankful that, you know, I do have a job and, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I have a house over my head and so you know, mm. this time there's a lot of people that are less fortunate and so just counting our blessings and um being thankful for it all so um yeah yeah i think you summed up like the emotional roller coaster very well <laughs> yeah. uh, i think we're at a point now we're just embracing it um how about you man jesse anything new for you um, not really. Um, I've, I, I've still had my ups and downs with like figuring out staffing in life and, uh, at work. And mm-hmm. honestly, I had a really tough day this week. Um, and I guess just to be honest, like it was the first time at, um, at work and at a work setting that like, just due to like stress, I actually like teared up a little bit, just, oh, just shit. like to, to process, like, how do I handle all this, you know? Mm. Um, and I think, I think, you know, I, I've shared pretty like openly about like how different seasons have been at work. And I think right now we're going through a bit of a rough like staffing season um, uh, across my department yeah. um, with people being out or, you know, just having gaps um, and looking ahead to like being even busier um, uh, the next several months where it, it was just like, oh, I don't know, like how I can fit these puzzle pieces together, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was I had, it was early in the week that I had that rough day, so it kind of carried into the rest of the week. I was pretty exhausted. Um, but coming to the weekend, you know, I was like, let me just rest and recoup and tackle another new week, you know? So feeling pretty good today. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think this was... I think it was, it was more... It wasn't more... It wasn't like a like a one like big thing like happened. It was just like a I think an accumulation of of the stress, and kind of getting to that boiling point, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I think, you know, just just for our listeners to understand, like you know, we we don't want to like downplay any of the things we're going that that are going on in our lives, and 
just to be real, like life is also tough in this season, you know, uh, but we just have to have, or at least I'm hoping and having hoped to have a better day um, mm -hmm. or a better week or um, something, you know? Um, right. But yeah, man, um, looking forward to this coming week. We're in August already, so it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. What about you, man? How's this week been for you? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest event um, this week, actually probably in the past like month or so, is uh, a, a buddy of mine, a really close friend actually, um, one of my groomsmen, he, he got married and mm. um, he had a, a in-person wedding and, uh, you know, able to, I was also one of the groomsmen there, so able to hang out with the guys and obviously, you know, trying to be as safe as possible. Um, and I just got to say, man, it's like, you know, when it's so like rare nowadays to be able to do something like that, that mm -hmm. when it comes, it's almost this like, it's almost like a heavenly feeling. It sounds kind of weird, but it's like this, <laughs> um, it's a type of joy that you, you just realize like, that's what we're created for. You know, like yeah. uh, we we were meant to com commune with each other, to hang out together, to share joys and laughter together. And, um, I think it just put me in a very um, happy state and mm. being able to reconnect with a couple friends, you know, the ones who were able to make it out. Um, right. So I think, yeah, man, it's, uh, it, it gives me more joy and hope to look forward to um, when things are able to be a lot more died down and, you know, hopefully things reopening and all that. Um, and, and not just that, even just like the, the conscience behind it um, amongst everybody, you know, like, that everybody can start to feel comfortable again. That's mm -hmm. that's probably the thing that's going to take a lot longer, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, man, I think um, just overjoyed and uh, like you said, looking forward to uh, things to come and just hoping for the best, you know. I'm like honestly like pretty happy to hear that like you know you know some of our friends or just people in general are are still looking to celebrate and get married and right and have these even though it might not be like what they originally planned or mm -hmm. what they originally thought out like the celebration will look like but you know they can still find like reasons to celebrate and that's obviously a huge one is is marriage um yep. and creating a space for them but also like potentially other people sharing that joy and celebration too. I think it's very much needed in the season, right? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, but I think on the same note of celebrations and uh, gathering and, and such and pastimes and such, uh, you know, we're talking about the NBA and the NBA bubble and mm -hmm. um, it – Oh man, talk about a roller coaster, man! Like, oh, yeah. from from the start <laughs> of like the cancellation all the way to like people, like actual uh, players getting uh, COVID positive, and then mm -hmm. um, now we're you know, almost at the playoffs again. You know, um, so I guess like just to just to start us off um, for you guys, like where were you, and kind of like how did you guys hear about the news that the NBA was going to get uh, shut down? Or suspended at least. Um, for me, I I was either probably like at work or at home, <laughs> um, and I honestly like I only I only found out about it because like a lot of my other friends were talking about. It. They're like, "Hey, NBA is shutting." I was like, "Huh? Mm -hmm. Like what?" I was like, "I mean, for me, I'm like not 
surprised, but at the same time, like, dude, for for us to be, for our culture to be so built on sports, like that's yeah. huge, man. Losing losing like the the connection and the the escape of watching basketball and, and watching the game, like I I was like, oh, this is gonna be a rough season, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I probably was at like home when I was just like people are talking about, it. oh, interesting. Yeah. So, what about you, Vince? Um, I remember this moment very specifically because I was at the gym. Which oh. Mm. It was a, that's the last time I was at the gym. Mm-hmm, <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. um, and I mean, before, before the whole NBA thing, I mean, obviously we saw COVID like on the news, but it feels real in America. You know, it was just like a thing that was happening in China or Europe or mm-hmm, whatnot. Yeah. I remember I was just at the gym working out and I try not to check my phone, but I'm, I'm, I have uh, Woj and Sham's uh, Twitter like automatically notify like my mm-hmm. Apple watch when they do mm-hmm. tweet. Um, and I was just, I noticed uh, alert came up on my watch and I checked and it was like, oh, Rudy Gobert tested positive. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And pretty much after that, I was just like, completely stopped working out and I was just like on my phone for the rest of the night. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Man, it was it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. And yeah, after that I was just like, wow, this is a real thing. Yeah, seriously. Um I, I, I think I would I don't remember what I was doing. I was at home. I think I might have been like cooking or something. But um yeah, I think like you said, Vince, it, it was just such a like <sighs> Americans and America, we, we definitely have this, like, we think there's an invisible barrier around us so that, like, bad things don't happen to America, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that was kind of like the first moment where it was, whoa, this has big ramifications, not just on Asian or European countries, but um, it's getting hit with us, you know? Um, I'd probably say, like, two two things really around that time, like... Um, definitely shook me um that one for sure but also like you know our church saying that we were not going to meet in person anymore like those two mm-hmm. things kind of happened in the same like uh a couple days right mm-hmm. but then what i think this one happened first the 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 whole rudy gobert situation and i think um i was supposed to go out to la that the day or two after just to like do some errands um I think actually related to one of my other friends' uh, wedding. And then this made me kind of like almost more self-aware. I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I don't want to go anywhere anymore. Like <laughs> it just freaked me out so much, you know. Um, and I mean, the rest is history, right? Like how much has happened since then, right? Yeah. Do you guys see that clip of when Mark Cuban realized it and he just like freaked out? Yeah, that's so funny, dude. Yeah. It's just like, oh my gosh, this really yeah. happening? Yeah. Crazy. Everyone found out like at the same time on their phone. I mean, I yeah, I do remember like just watching, I mean, just the either the clip or the highlight of like, oh yeah, the the game's just being shut down, right? Like yeah. and everything and it was that's the crazy thing is like it's not that um it's not that we just started canceling games. It was like, we were in the middle of a game. Yeah. And, yeah. And then it was like, Oh, actually we're just going to end it. And we need to kind of figure out what's go- what's the next step. Right. I, mean, I think that's yeah. even more shocking than like just the announcement of like, Hey, NBA is going to shut down. It's like, okay, like 
that's one thing. But it's like, hey, the announcement came in the middle of a in the middle of a game. Yeah, there's like literally like like the the deep voice. Hey, please leave your seats and uh, exit safely and all that. I'm just like, yeah, what the heck is going on? Um, but yeah, I mean it 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 really kind of took off there. I think um, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Rudy Gobert's teammate, caught it like. I think like a day or two after mm-hmm. probably because they were like in the same space. And then I think, uh, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, bunch of nets, um, some other, other people caught it. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, like it's, uh, it's everywhere, you know? Um, so after it shut down, uh, it, it, it definitely was, uh, everything was up in the air, but like once, once you guys, like once it settled in that it was down, like, was there any optimism that you guys had that like, it would restart at all this season. Initially, honestly, I had I had no idea what to expect. I mean, this was right. such a unprecedented situation um, for me personally. I guess it's selfish, but um, you know, I play a lot of fantasy basketball, and that <laughs> that was a lot of talk amongst me and my friends um, and league mates. It's kind of like, well, what do we do about yeah, fantasy? Because yeah. like we're like you know right about to get into playoffs and. What do we do with our payoffs? And what if the season does come back? What if it doesn't? Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's just no one knew. Um, but I guess, like Jerome, like you mentioned, as more and more players started testing positive, there's like, I don't see any way that they can come back safely. Yeah. Right. I mean, not, especially not at the time when literally, like, everyone was still trying to figure out, like, how do we adjust to this? What do we, what, what is safely like? What, what is the idea of doing things safely? Right. Yeah. Um, Cause it was so early on like that, like this, basically everything kind of happened, right? Mm-hmm. Like NBA kind of being thrown in with that bucket. So it's like every, every single arena was trying to figure out, okay, like if we, if we can and are allowed to reopen, like how do we do that? And obviously like entertainment was a huge arena that was shut down, like in general, mm-hmm. um, so like i'm and i'm sure like the i'm sure the nba like spent like tons and tons of time like figuring out Mm -hmm. like what it looks like for for the sport to be like played safely um for like the team members like like whatever they were considered for a potential like audience if at all right Um, like there's so many things under consideration so yeah i'm not surprised that like it was basically like okay let's just put it on pause yeah let's wait Let's talk, like, you know, I'm, I'm assuming, like, though they talked about it behind the scenes, and then let's, like, figure out a game plan, right? Yeah, and, and, you know, like, as we all understand and see, like, this whole thing has become extremely politicized, and, like, you know, unfortunately, right, especially, like, Jesse, you as a healthcare worker, like, it's it sucks to see how it's become, like, where like where does, where does the money go kind of thing, you know? Um especially in light of like a lot of this, um, you know, this time where the bubble was in discussion and resuming was in discussion, you know, there's owners and managers that were like one way or the other. And I mean, the truth is like, I I know probably, I think we're in agreement, but like probably while they're talking about that, there was a lot of the echo of like, yeah, I mean, sure. Sports are great and very, you know, they, they're, they're part of American life, but is it selfish for this thing to happen in light of everything that's going around? And I mean, not even COVID, it became like Black Lives Matter stuff, like the, all the, the George Floyd, like 
it just became a uh like the restart itself almost become like a hot topic you know um mm-hmm. and i mean man look at us now look at us now it's like or look at them now not us we're not playing or anything, but, but, but uh, we, wish. we wish i wish we were there hanging out with them right uh playing ping pong with uh joel and bean right um but i mean yeah like it's it's really crazy how far like things have come i think it's been two rounds of like te- or they're testing every day but like at least for me it's like the second news of like zero cases of covid amongst like 300 400 players which is like crazy um mm-hmm. but i mean now that you've now that we've seen the bubble for i think a, a couple weeks now like you know what is your impression like how do you guys feel they're ex- executing it um how's the gameplay itself like what's your overall feeling of the bubble i personally really like the bubble um i mean it for me it reminds me of like you know like go back to like high school mm. class trips or like summer camp and like you know like everyone's just like stuck in the same area everyone's um not staying in hotels pretty much and just yeah. going around playing ping pong like you mentioned playing um you know fishing and doing other little activities <laughs> so I, I, honestly for me it looks super fun it's just like you know be able to hang out with friends um, right for them, I've been, I'm sure they all love playing basketball and the opportunity to play basketball. Um, awesome. Um, and so I think the NBA has, you know, handled it really well. Um, um, and I was reading articles about like all the, like all the planning that had to go into it. And Jesse kind of alluded to it. Like, yeah, those, right. those people were, you know, hustling till the last minute. I think, I think everyone <laughs> gathered around beginning, I feel like beginning of July or something. That that yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, I was reading that, you know, up to, like, the end of June and the week before, they were still trying to find ways to gather enough wood to even build the court, you know? Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have all those different practice facilities. I don't know if you guys are aware. There's actually three of those broadcast arenas. I had Hmm, thought it was just one. Yeah, there's three of them. Oh, wow. And they're pretty much identical, but... Wow. Um, yeah, they have to build up all that within a matter of weeks and also, like, you know, bring all these NBA players there and right. um, making sure they're happy. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys are following, but, like, I, I saw, like, initially that some of them were, like, complaining about the quality of the food and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> being drama queens about things, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they're figuring it out. Yeah, I will admit, though, some of those pictures looked... Uh pretty uh crappy <laughs> yeah, yeah i think one of yeah like yeah. one of them had like yeah it was just like little things wrapped in like plastic boxes or something and it's like <laughs> yeah well this is the meal i guess for a uh probably someone who burns like five thousand calories a day he's like oh, eating like yeah. airplane yeah. food <laughs> and these guys are like millionaires that are used to like you know right eating Fine whatever they dining, want. probably yeah so, yeah but i did hear that they're figuring out ways to you know bring their outside life in like they're like ordering all yeah. sorts of stuff from amazon and right wow that's apparently so there's like tons of boxes of wine that are being <laughs> dang dude that's too real um i mean for me like since i actually don't know too much about the bubble i know i know it as like a an idea but like for me and maybe some other listeners who don't keep up with um, the information as much. Can you summarize what the bubble, uh, the NBA bubble is? 
Um, I mean, I'm no expert by any means, but my understanding is so Walt Disney World has like a, you know, it's a huge resort and they have multiple hotels and um, I guess they have this like sports facility area. So pretty much what the NBA did was they booked out a number of hotels um, and a couple like very large conference rooms on the campus and turned those like pretty much basketball arenas or courts mm. and practice facilities for these people and um, pretty much they're all just in there. Um, there is a, you know, there's limits to this bubble um, and if anyone crosses, they're not allowed to leave. If they do, they have to quarantine. Um, mm. Anyone coming from outside the bubble has to quarantine for a set amount of time. Uh, mm -hmm. They're all getting tested every day. Um, but that's pretty much it. They're just in there living and breathing basketball. Um, and yeah. I think of the 32 teams total in the NBA, 20, correct me if I'm wrong, I think like 22 of them were invited. I think out of 30 teams, there are 30. Oh, 30 teams, 30, yeah. 30 teams, there are 22 people who are quote unquote potentially in the race for the playoffs. Yeah, like so, mm. um, based on like records and stuff. Yeah. Right, right. Because, you know, uh, we're picking up where we left off, right? Yeah. We're trying to finish out last season, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So, like, teams like, unfortunately, the Golden State Warriors, because of their, like, season so far, weren't able to go in and finish it up, even though, like, with Steph back, and mm -hmm. th they probably would have done pretty well, hopefully. Um, but that's a, I mean, yeah, it's. I knew about it as a concept and I think it's just really fascinating to me um, because it shows like it shows a couple things right like one is how how to what lengths we're willing to go um, yeah. to make this happen right like or or at, or at least uh, what lengths like the NBA is willing to go to bring it back and, and kind of finish out last season and and like you know obviously like for a significant number of people in the country who watch and follow the NBA, like this is huge, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. um, but it's also like kind of crazy. Like, like, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Cause like you're saying, like they built these like practice arenas. They, they coordinated like the effort to like taking the, you know, taking up the hotels and like all this stuff um, in a pretty short amount of time. Like, yeah. it's not like, it's like, it's not like, Oh, they, you know, had several months and like plenty of time to like plan it out. It's like, no, let's just, we got to do it and let's just make it happen. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's kind of like crazy that they were able to do that. And then on the other side too, it's like, man, like, well, I think, I think the controversy early on when this was being talked about, it's like, um, what, what makes like the NBA players more e exceptional to getting tested every day than other people. Right. right. Yeah. Um, especially when testing was, um, like hugely behind as far as like capacity mm -hmm. so it's like how how are we allowing or the question that i think that was circling around the public was like how how come like they get it and like the general public doesn't right right um so i think that was just an interesting thing to think about um and granted like i think testing has caught up quite a bit nowadays um so it's not really a big concern but it's really interesting that we as a society have like placed so much like 
hope in in the like in sports mm-hmm. um, too, and honestly for good reason too. Like you know, honestly people are depressed, so having something yeah. to distract and having yeah. sports to like watch is like honestly like probably pretty helpful. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I guess speaking of what you brought up, Jesse, I remember I did remember did seeing like you know there's that controversy about you know teams that are testing their players like every other day. You know when at least in the beginning of a pandemic, it was like almost impossible for the normal folks like us to get tested. Um, but I guess I, I remember reading, you know, a bit of good news. There were some teams that actually opted out of testing their players because they're like, oh, well, like, like, like you said, like what gives us the right mm-hmm. to, you know, be able to be tested more, you know, at the end of the day, than mm-hmm. human beings like everyone else. And, mm-hmm. um, especially when there were like no symptoms at all. They were like, you know, really see the point. And so that was kind of mm-hmm. cool to see. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, and I mean, man, like from what I hear, like NBA is really the uh, the example for a lot of the other like national sports leagues, like NFL, MLB. I think is back mm-hmm. now, but mm-hmm. like I think it all eyes were on the NBA. Adam Silver and the, and you know the commissioner and the, the everyone like. Like, how are they going to set the precedent of, like, the testing, handling mm-hmm. it from a political standpoint? And, like, and honestly, just, like, the brass tacks of, like, how do you logistically handle something this huge? And, yeah, um, yeah, I think they, you know, one, like, just the fact that, like, they've been able to keep that quarantine bubble in such a good, um, with good results so far is, is one, mm-hmm. in a way, like kind of a little bit of luck had to be thrown their way for that to like really happen. But <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think also like just their, their dedication to the very minute details. Like I think, uh, who is it? Rashawn Holmes. I think he's a player for uh, the Kings. I think it was like, yeah. he like, Oh, I want to go order some Postmates for some wings because I don't like the food here while he was in quarantine. He like mm. stepped a little bit outside of the zone in order to get the, oh. um, so he had to sit uh, quarantine for another 10 days. <laughs> that was hilarious. Like, hilarious, right? <laughs> but I think they're oh, just man. like it's um it it shows both like a, a, ded- a dedication and like intentionality with them doing this, yeah. you know. And I think like um I mean I honestly I don't know too much about like the the owners and commissioners commissioners of other leagues, but mm-hmm. like I, I think NBA has honestly done a stellar job, you know, with everything going on, like. Well, yeah. if you imagine it too, like um, part of the reason that NBA was like had again, this is me speculating, but part of the reason NBA had to put so much effort into figuring this out is it was in the it was like seriously like the middle of the season, you yeah. know, like because yeah. baseball was off season, right? Um, obviously, NFL point. is not in season, so like they obviously had huge stakes um to to make this work because they they were the direct like like league that was affected by this because they couldn't go into playoffs you know like mm-hmm. and the playoffs being such a hugely watched like um like sports event um for or hugely watched like basketball event yeah. of the year like they obviously had so much in line um so much on the line to to make sure that the, they could make this happen again right yeah so the fact that they actually t- like planned out something fairly like good 
um, did help set a precedent for the other leagues as they started like reopening. Like, I think baseball just reopened like within last month or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, like, I'm sure the NFL is is game planning their their strategy as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, and I think I think as those leagues will will start too, I think it will create an interesting like balance of like okay like i wonder what they do differently or right. like i wonder if they are able to improve on the, the formula uh, which you know I, I would hope they do um and like one of the most interesting interesting things that i remember reading about is like um like baseball stadiums like selling seats um for like cardboard cutouts of, of audience members yeah. right yeah. and i think that's just a i mean obviously like I think it's like kind of ridiculous, but at the same time, it's kind of cool. Like having people like, you know, be invested, like, Hey, I'm going to be a part of like my team and I'm going to pay for like my cardboard cutout to be on screen or what, you know, like, I think mm -hmm. it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. like, I have you guys been watching the bubble game? I actually have not. Oh, uh, okay. So they actually have these like almost, like giant screens around the entire arena pretty much. Um, mm. And they allow fans, I don't know if they have to pay, but pretty much like, you know, they show a bunch of people's webcams on those screens. That's almost like there's fans that are um, cheering the players on. And like, I, that, I bring that up because you mentioned those cardboard cutouts. Yeah. It's cool that they're like thinking of, innovative ways to continue to yeah. keep fans involved and to just like mm -hmm. use their engagement and stuff. Yeah. And I guess since you mentioned the MLB, like, um, yeah, like you, like you said, the, the, their, their season started about a month ago. Um, and, um, they're not in a bubble. So they decided to opt for like a different strategy, different from the NBA. Um, and there have been COVID outbreaks on, at least mm -hmm. two or three yeah. teams, I think, already. Yeah, so, it's crazy. Um, it just shows that, you know, the NBA's model seems to be working a lot better uh, mm -hmm. so far. And I know the NFL has um, some controversy on their hands as well from, like, mm -hmm. between <laughs> owners and players. And so, yeah. overall, I think the NBA handled it about as well as, like, people are holding the pressure. Yeah, um, dude. You guys, you guys put it really well. I think it's like, you know, NBA being this first kind of quote-unquote guinea pig, if, if anything, for in their own fate, I, I guess, technically, guinea pig on their own lives. Um, they, yeah, I, I think it's uh, it speaks to what the future of sports really could be, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, even, like, yeah, watching these games, like, I, I was expecting it to be, like, really awkward, like, Oh man, there's like this empty gym. I was just watching like a scrimmage essentially, but you know, they, yeah, they're using technology, using very uh, like specific sounds, like soundboard um, and all this stuff to um, kind of s sort of simulate like live live audiences. But like, but at the end of the day, it's like with the way things are without fans, you're like you're really diluting the sport down to its like to its core like to its purest form to its purest mm -hmm. form you know um it's it's just plays you know it's you know running pick and rolls and that's it you know <laughs> like yeah it's, it's like that's literally all it is and 
there's kind of a beauty to that too, you know, like where yeah. it's not just like all this kind of um, I, I don't want to say vain things, but it's like things outside of those those core things. It's uh, kind of cool just to see them. Like I, I heard uh, Vince, you might you might have heard this too. It might have been uh, I think like Zach Lowe's podcast recently where he they were talking about um, LeBron's uh, play at the end of the Clippers game where like. He basically like shut down Paul George and Kawhi from scoring, um, and like really good defense. Usually, the the whole arena is going to be like erupting because yeah. it's like, dude, oh my gosh, like what a great uh, sequence. But then it's just like, game over. All right, okay. Um, <laughs> all right, see you guys tomorrow. It was just like, but it, it, you know, it 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 really brings it down to like, you just see it as it is, raw, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, like, just, just hypothetically speaking, like, I, I'd be curious if there was a way, like, you know, as we're talking a little bit about, like, um, the player's experience, but also, like, the audience and, and fan experience, mm-hmm. like, I wonder if, if they could potentially take some lessons from, like, from esports. Um, mm. And, like, you know, like, Vince, you mentioned that, you know, they have screens that, you know, show people, fans who are, like, on webcams or whatever but i wonder if there's a, a way to like sync up like that soundboard with audience like reactions with like a live like feed you know like like mm. twitch tw- like my example would be twitch is a huge like medium for gamers to mm-hmm. stream like them playing games and they have very direct like you know responses from like mm-hmm. the people who are watching them like from their chat and stuff and like they're you know i've seen like some more um like user like um involvement like through like oh like surveys on there or like you know like choose this and i'll i'll you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. i wonder if it's like hey if you actually have like a live audience engaging in that way it's like you know what if you know to to pick the next like soundboard thing on like for which team is going to be cheered for like like make sure you put in your vote for your team you know like i think that'd be uh, interesting way to think about it but i don't know um yeah. I, I do know that um the nba app has like a cheering thing right um, you can like you spam the button and then like for for which team and then it cheers but i, I can't tell if it makes a difference obviously because i'm just one person <laughs> yeah but i just yeah. feel like the home team always like they, they pump in more noise for them but yeah no i think it's you know i i and maybe kind of transitioning into our next like I guess uh, like the the future of you know this next season of twenty twenty one twenty two for the NBA and maybe even for sports beyond. Like, I'm really curious to see like how they enhance the technology and the the different methods they do. But um, so I guess yeah, I mean, you know, in a way, this is a trial run of a trial run, right? Like, yeah. Um, who knows how things will go with um, this next season? I think potentially starting in december um but yeah i guess like just in your own heads like how do you feel about not just the future of nba but just of sports like maybe the next like two or three seasons of sports in general Mm. it's going to be way different but like what are your hopes what are you maybe scared of or um like what what do you think will become the normal for sports in the next few years yeah um I mean, personally, I'm just glad they're sports. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, like you, like you were saying, I think it's going to be a long time. I think 
personally before people are going to be packing stadiums again, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably, I don't see it happening next season. I mean, I hope it does, but I mean, we'll see. But if anything, mm-hmm. like, I think this has instilled a lot of confidence that the NBA of all these seems like they have the correct people that'll like figure this out. And, right. Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. you know, give us a good product. And, you know, like the games yeah. that, have occurred already inside the bowl. They've, they've been good games. Like they were a lot of close games, a lot of overtime games. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. I'm I'm reading like articles and like that players themselves are saying that something about the makeup of the court. I think the lighting and because like there's no like fans in the background and stuff, it mm-hmm. actually makes it easier or it gives them better like shooting line vision. Um, right, so right. they're actually shooting better. Uh, there's less, there's less distractions, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's less noise in the arena, so like they can communicate all their defensive assignments and switches. And so, yeah. like, really, like this is the purest form of basketball, I guess there is. Yeah. Um, and so to be able to watch it is it's cool. Um, but, you know, at the same time, like for the players, I think it's nice for, them, for some of them to be able to play for fans. Just that app, yeah. Going to a game that just can't be replicated. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the most interesting part. Is like, because if you think about it, like, sports was not just like the athlete, right? It's not just the the game and the athleticism that we're watching, but it's also entertainment, you know. And mm-hmm. like you mentioned, Vince, like the entertainment portion is almost entirely like like removed um as far as like the from the athlete's perspective because they're they're literally just playing the sport now like they're not trying to put on a show they're not trying to like there's no like like you know take this with a grain of salt like take the statement with a grain of salt but Mm -hmm. like there's no reason to put on a show like um, that idea of like, hey, I'm doing this for entertainment, but it's like, no, I'm doing this because it's my sport, you know, it's my profession. It's my like, this is my like life as an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a totally different vibe than than what we have been getting, which is like, you know, part of the part of that experience is that like, that loud stadium, like the the, the crazy noises, like the fans being involved and distracting like the, the you know, the their opposing team or whatever whatever but it it's like no this we we boiled it down to like no you're you're back to basics like you're back to just playing the sport that you love and yeah. and you know it's really like showing showing good athletic um good athleticism and good strategy good team playing and, and stuff like that so i think that's that's something i'm really curious how like like you said like if players are playing better I, i'm curious how the next couple seasons will continue to roll out like will we see some underdogs like will we see some people who maybe like because of the previous or maybe because of how nba was played for you know however long like they were not gonna be spotlighted but like because Mm -hmm. of because of how we have to handle the season and probably the next maybe couple seasons I, i don't know we'll see but maybe like we'll actually see better players come out of it i don't know um and the other side of it too is like i'm really curious how like um how scouting and recruiting will go considering Mm, like that's a that's a huge part of like the future of nba is like what what are the next next big names you know what are the next big 
big players on the teams, you know, the next people that we can recruit from um, from schools and stuff. But it's like when schools are not playing right now, like yeah. how, where are they going to find that talent, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's such a great point. It's like I think someone said, if you think it's hard to get like grown adults in a bubble, imagine college students. They're they're definitely not going to be doing that. Um, yeah, yeah, man, I'm, it's going to be curious, man. What is the next two years going to look like? And um, you know, with the revenue probably going down, like contracts oh, yeah. are going to be looking a lot different. Numbers are going to look a lot less. And mm-hmm. you know, I think there's going to be less free agent signings probably, just cause, or you know, like um, opting out of contracts. I should say, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. there's like, oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my money because. You know, that's, 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 that's locked in for now. Exactly. Right. Um, but yeah, man, um, I guess we'll see. Maybe we'll have another, uh, session where we kind of, as things ramp up for the next season, just kind of look forward and see if any of our, uh, <laughs> dreams or hopes have been fulfilled or, uh, if the world has imploded yeah. by then, who knows? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll, we'll see. We'll so, see. so a little fun thing, um, you know, fun, fun few questions now is, uh, I think Jesse and I, we were doing a lot of uh, superlative type uh, games in the past. We're like, hey, what movie mm-hmm. would you like do this or like TV show or whatever? Mm-hmm. But in this case, we just have three funny ones, um, specifically uh, kind of categories and a player that you'd want to kind of fit that category for yourself. So mm. um, it's hard to think about because there's just so many players. But um, the first one is... Uh, what player would you want to be your roommate at the hmm. bubble? This one's tough. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously for me, since I'm a Warriors fan, a lot of my top choices are kind of missing from true. this list. Um, yeah. But I'm, <laughs> you know, I feel like I'd have a good time hanging around Luca, Luca Doncic. Mm. Um, he seems like he's just having the time of his life, and yeah. I've been following him on social media, and you know, he's running around playing ping pong, yeah, um, doing all these other things and uh messing around in practice and so um well i think i'd have a, i'd have a lot of fun just kind of hang out with them chilling and stuff cool cool for me the the one that came to mind actually is uh jalen brown Ooh. um mostly because he's just like the most woke and intelligent guy out there um like he's just okay but like i, I something for roommates that i cherish is like late night pillow talk and I feel like having late night pillow talk with Jalen Brown will be like the most enlightening and like just deep, you know what I mean? Um, mm. And he seems like a really cool, like nice guy. Um, and something I've learned, I don't know how you guys are, but like living with a lot of different people through college, I realize I want, I, I want someone who uh, will respect space <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, and isn't like just in your face all the time. But also, like, you know, you can have a good conversation without being too awkward. And I, I mm. think he fits that mold, but uh, who knows? I can see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just going to pick a big name and say LeBron. Just because I think it'd be fascinating mm. to live life with LeBron for a bit. Absolutely. Like, especially considering his journey. Like, I, I, I'd be curious just to see, like what his life out well i guess what his life outside of just playing the sport and being on camera is you know um and yeah i mean i think he's he has a fascinating journey and he's honestly still like 
such a ridiculous player too. Yeah. Um, so I think he'd be a fun person to to room with. LeBron's always a good answer for a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron yeah, works sure. as an answer for almost anything. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> Seriously. Um, all right, the next one is um, a player in the bubble where you would want to have like a one-on-one sit-down interview with. Uh, I can go for this one. Um, I think Dame, Dame Lillard, mm. I think would be uh, so good. I think he's just a very respected guy and extremely, extremely insightful from what I can see. He's a uh, family man. Uh, He went to college at a, uh, uh, I forgot which college it was, but like a a pretty not known college, not super prestigious Mm. through college and Mm. kind of came in with, you know, mediocre expectations. And now he's like, top three point guards i think for sure like in the league and he's oh yeah um um, and he's just uh i think he's just a really honest dude and very seems like a really awesome teammate um that i would love to pick his brain on more than just basketball but even just like just about his life you know yeah Yeah. you can ask him about the dc had yesterday oh yeah i think a couple clipper players yep (laughs) (laughs) i think for me like um you know, again, I don't know too many of the players who are in the bubble right mm-hmm. now. So my default would have been, again, LeBron, just because I'm curious, <laughs> that man. That totally but, works. But at the same time, like, for someone, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think someone who's outside the bubble, just to have an interview with is Jeremy Lin. Um, mm. I think I think he'd be a fascinating person to interview because, like, not just as, like, an Asian-American, like, basketball player, but... Like his journey too has just been super interesting, um, and I'd I'd be curious just to dialogue like like his perspective on on all those things, and also like what his like like what his goals are as far as like as a as a person as an athlete, and I don't know. I think that I have so many questions that I want like to ask him. You know, like because um, I I still think he has a lot of potential, but yeah, um, I think he's just some some person that uh, some player that I would really be curious like to dig into his like you know how did you handle like this season when you were on the lakers or like how did you handle like like you know yeah being set up as like the prodigy but getting left in the dust you know like Mm. all these things like i'm just so curious about with his journey so yeah yeah actually jeremy lin is uh he's in China's version of their CBA bubble, and so oh. you actually did answer the question because he is in a bubble. Oh, sweet! I, he was in a, a bubble. bubble. I, not... I guess I didn't specify which bubble. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy Lin would have been my top choice as well. Um, mm. I guess another player that isn't the biggest name, but um, kind of made some headlines in the bubble is uh, Jonathan Isaac. Um, oh. And so he's a forward for the Orlando Magic. I don't know if you guys follow, but pretty much all the NBA players have been kneeling during the national anthem you know, mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. in uh, solidarity for social justice. And he actually chose not to, uh, but not because he didn't support any of that, but he cited, you know, faith as he said and, um, mm. that, um, you know, he talked about how, you know, the gospel kind of, it should be the reason that we strive for social equity and whatnot. So 
Um, mm. He didn't expound too much on it, um, but I'd right. love to be able to pick his brain on that and to talk about it more, especially how our faith, you know, plays into our professional lives and whatnot. And um, mm-hmm. also kind of tragically, like, I think it was two or three games into the bubble, he actually mm-hmm. tore his ACL. So his time in the bubble is actually done, but, you know, to be able to talk to him about that and, you know, um, just the whole, all the mental aspects that go into, um, you know, just losing the opportunity to play like that and uh, mm-hmm. what, what keeps them going and uh, what motivates them to, you know, recover well from this is something that I think would be fascinating yeah. to talk about. Yeah, for sure. All right, last one. And it's a, uh, I guess, there's going to be three players for this. But mm-hmm. essentially, the, the three players that you'd want on your, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm using the wrong terminology, Jesse, but D&D team, Dungeons and Dragons team, mm-hmm. or something like a, uh, like, a, like a team video game, like Call of Duty, uh, on mm. your squad, um, essentially, like three people you'd want to partner up, partner up with on a game, um, for whatever reason. Uh, I guess since I've had some more time to think about this, I, I can go first. <laughs> um, so the first one is actually a uh, Giannis. Um, mm. Okay, he's he's just like a very like shameless, goofy guy. Like um, while other people are very like snarky, he's just very like. It's very like innocently goofy, I think, and that's always really fun to be around. Like a lot of light-hearted energy that um, I think is uh, adorable in a way. Even though he's this Greek monster who just kills you on the floor, but um, he seems like a really cool guy to um, you know hang around with. Uh, my second one is uh, C.J. McCollum. Um, I think one because he's he's one of my favorite players and personalities. He, he has his own podcast. And, um, like, just listening to him for a lot, like, he just seems like a down-to-earth, cool guy, but also, like, um, very witty, too, with his, the way, mm-hmm. the way he talks things, and uh, very competitive as well, so it would be a, a very fun. My last one's an interesting one, and I think, Vince, you'll probably laugh at this. It's uh, Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because, like, you just watch him play, and he does, like, the most dirty stuff. Like, mm-hmm. he'll, like... You'll just take charges and like, like be uh, super aggressive and bend the rules so that like he'll get a call that is like, dude, are you serious? Like, you're so freaking <laughs> annoying. But when it's on your team, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's you, you got a guy who's willing to do anything to win. And I think uh, I, I mean, seeing some interviews, he seems like a very pretty funny guy as well. So I think he'd be a great addition to. Uh, to any team video game competition. So those are my three. Kyle Lowry was a good mm. one. Um, and kind of like your line of thinking and pick, picking Kyle Lowry is how I take all three of my players. Oh, yeah. Mm. I just name them off the top. I picked Chris Paul. Mm. I picked Patrick Beverly. And oh, I picked mm. Marcus Smart. Oh, my so gosh. Wow. These are three just like notoriously annoying guys that I feel like you'd hate to <laughs> not have on your team. Exactly. If they were on your team, they would do anything and everything. And like Jerome said, like bend rules and maybe even cheat to try to win. But you know, if you're playing a game, you play to win. So yeah. <laughs> um, I think those three would be fun. And when they're on their, on your team, I'm sure. They're yeah. 
<laughs> Interesting. So um, well, I think for me, like, <clears throat> I think the first one I still have to pick the classic LeBron. Mm. Got to use LeBron for everything, right? He's yes, got to be good. He's got to be good. I mean, I, I think if he has that much raw physical talent, like, he's got to be teachable too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so whatever game we're playing, whether it's D&D or some, something else, I think he'd be a, a good one. And I think just pure gamer, like, um, gamer status, um, I would probably pick De'Aaron Fox. And um, and I think I would also probably pick Gordon Hayward, too. Um, nice. Just because they do have some... They do, like, actually play, like, video games and stuff, too. Um, and the only reason I know De'Aaron Fox is because his name was um, actually at BlizzCon last year. Um, oh. There is a section, and they featured, like... Um, they show like a, some art of him and also like um, I guess like he had designed like a PC or something I'm like oh that's kind of cool, um, cool. kind of like blending the worlds you know mm-hmm. so I don't know um, but yeah I, I think I think that would be my team <laughs> I mean you, you went for a literal like man the two of those guys are like legit gamers <laughs> they're like yeah, actually gonna straight. destroy everybody <laughs> I, I was gonna almost pick all three but I was like ah just an in, impure in like uh, comedic faction, you know, comedic fashion of picking LeBron for all three categories. Oh, yeah. I gotta you just, you just, you gotta stick with the bit, right? <laughs> gotta gotta stick with it. Man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this, this bubble. I think Vince, you alluded to it earlier. Where like it, it almost feels like a college dorm vibe now, like where mm. these guys are just hanging out, um, fishing. You know, I, I heard there's like a Madden tournament going on amongst the players, like. It's oh, just dude. like, oh man, like, especially for guys who are like younger, like who are fresh out of college, like this must be like, I don't want to say a dream, but like it's, it must be fun, like being around your peers um, yeah. for, for this much time. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of personality being shown during this time. Um, but, you know, down to the, the basketball elements, uh, from what you guys have seen or heard and maybe just even from this previous season, Let's just quickly make some predictions for East-West champ- uh, Conference Championships and who do you think will win the finals? Um, does anybody want to start? I'll start because I know it's probably a pretty bold like, okay, claim. Okay. And just because I want to see this rehash, East, I want to... like I don't even know. Are Celtics still in it? They are. Yeah. Okay, so Celtics, West... Lakers Ooh. and finals. I want to see the. I want to see that East versus West clash. Like Ooh. that's such a classic like rivalry battle. Yeah. I want to see Lakers versus Celtics. Just just as a just as pure like organizational like rivalry. Dude, like I think that'd be fun. Mm. And who who comes out of that? Oh man, I mean, as a Laker fan, I want to say Lakers, <laughs> but just because I know Celtics are as an organization are like pretty boss. Yeah, like, it's hard to say. It is. But but because I again, I've chosen LeBron for three answers. I'm going to choose LeBron again. There you go. I'm going to say I'm going to say Lakers. <laughs> I like it, Vince. Um, for me, East I think is pretty locked. Probably uh, I think it's probably going to be the Bucks. Um, mm. Just as said, the the Celtics are actually pretty good, and I think they can make some noise. They might be a little too young this year, but mm-hmm. I think they're a good team. Um, West is hard. Unless it's so stacked. It's probably yeah. it's likely going to be one of the LA teams. Uh, mm. The way things are going, probably the Lakers, I think. 
out of the West. And so a finals of Bucks, Lakers. Ooh. As a Warriors fan, I'm going to have to pick the Bucks. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> God. I mean, they, they're having Fair a enough. crazy season. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to – so I know most a lot of people want to get either L.A. teams of the West or, um, you know, Bucks out. But there, there's there been a few teams that have been really catching my eye, and I'm going to, you know – I'm Spice it up a bit. honestly kind of thinking about putting some money on this just Ooh. just to be like, you know, if if I if it goes through, I'll, I'll be a, a rich man. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna pick the Raptors to come out of the East. Ooh, um, huh. they've been pretty dang good. Um, you know, they lost Kawhi, and their record is better than last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Siakam's Stepped it up. They got Ananobi back as a defensive mm. force, so they're they're kind of filling in some of the holes from Ka- that left by Kawhi, and they're obviously um, just as a unit playing really well. So, oh man, I, I don't that that's a, a bold claim, but I, I, I'm just gonna say it. And I'm I'm obviously a, a big Lakers fan, but I'm actually gonna pick Portland to come out of the West. Oh, huh. Yeah, Portland. Um, they are for the playoffs. They're not even guaranteed, which is why I'm gonna look really stupid if, uh, if. Um, but I think if they get into the eighth seed, like they they had a terrible year because like pretty much all their team was injured this mm-hmm. year, but they have pretty much a full team right now, and they have been destroying a lot of really good teams. Um, and Damian Lillard, CJ Nurkic, they're 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 pretty powerful, um, mm-hmm. and they're pretty deep. So, again, mm-hmm. probably not likely, but it's just kind of a shot in the dark, you know. Um, who knows, man? Raptors and Blazers, and just for the storyline for Toronto, I'm gonna say Raptors winning the finals. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, wow. Vince. I know last year was not a happy year. Fine. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but listeners heard it here first. Raptors, yeah. Blazers finals. Oh man, I'm. If if I got it right, I'm gonna I'm gonna gloat about it so much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, You're gonna man. go so viral. Right. Right. Dude, for real. Uh, like, I predicted it. I predicted it. I predicted it in the middle of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, man. Um, nice, man. I think this this has been a good talk. I think just recounting, um, in a way, recounting COVID because all of this mm-hmm. really started like and really blew up because of the whole Rudy Gobert thing. Like mm-hmm. it cascaded like faster, you know, because of that. And where we are mm-hmm. now is with NBA kind of is a interesting gauge on where the world is. Um, and America definitely is not not in the best position to say say the least. But um, you know, I'm glad we were ha- able to have this conversation, just putting our minds away from that for a second and just talk some basketball. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Yeah. Um, our wreck of the week is definitely related to basketball, but um, a little bit slightly different than what we've been talking about. Um, it's going to be basketball players signature shoes that we want to recommend um Hmm. and 
kind of a side thing, um, you know, Vince, Vince and myself and some of our friends were super into sneakers. Uh, we've, we've been wanting to do a session with, um, about shoes for a while, but, uh, it just hasn't happened yet, but you know, this, this will be a, a sneak preview. Um, yeah, yeah. This is the, this is the taste for what's the come. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, so it, it, you know, it can be limited. It can be for, um, players that are currently in the bubble or active now, but you know, let's extend that to just any NBA shoes in history. Um, give mm. a little bit of a wider net. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, anyone got one? Yeah, I'll start um, just because I want to give the shout out to our our homie. Um, just go get some Mambas, man. Mm. Um, support support our support the loss. Uh, one of the greatest losses of uh, 2020 so far. Yeah. And yeah, um, at least get a pair. Yeah, yeah, they may not be like the most like, like, best designed or like the best like rep, but in light of in light of the loss, just just pick up a pair yeah. for 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 the memories. And actually, for the for the Colby's, they're bringing them back nowadays with like improved twenty twenty technology in them. So they're actually still really good performance shoes. Yeah, well. um, I'll go. I, I think. Um... You know, I, I'm definitely a sucker for jo- like some Jordans, but mm-hmm. um, personally, um, I don't think they're too great for basketball nowadays. <laughs> they're especially the ones that I like uh, ones, especially. But um, the ones I've I kind of stuck with are uh, Kyrie's Kyrie twos I've had for wow like, three years okay. now um, at least, uh, nice. mainly because I just unfortunately haven't been playing basketball <laughs> as much to wear them down, but. Um, the ones that recently caught my eye, like in the past years, are probably the Kari Fives. Um, they they look just as good, but I think the technology has like zoom in them, um, Nike Zoom, and you know that's extremely comfortable and versatile. So uh, I think Kyrie's always got like a very like uh, slender, sleek look to their shoes that I, I I prefer compared to like the more bulky like LeBrons personally. Mm-hmm. So I've always. Um, really like the look of the Kyrie's um so yeah yeah and I totally echo nice. what you what you're saying Jerome um in terms of like iconic signature shoes obviously the Jordan uh for me personally the Jordan ones are like you know unbeatable mm-hmm. and they'll be timeless mm-hmm. forever um not so much for performance so yeah. I guess for those that are trying to get back on the court soon um I would I personally mm-hmm. really have enjoyed the KD line. Um, mm, any of the mm. shoes coming out of Nike with Kevin Durant. Um, I think they're one of the more premium shoes. Like if, I think the KDs and the LeBrons are the ones that Nike um, really pours more, like, you know, material, yeah, flagship uh, technologies into. Mm. Um, so I've always found them to be very excellent shoes. Um, the LeBrons are a little too bulky and maybe a little more for like bigger men, but um, for me, like a little smaller dude, I kind of just run around more on the KDs. Mm-hmm. Have been really good for me mm-hmm. um, as I've been playing. Very good. One day, hopefully, we can get back out there. 2025. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> for reals. And for me, it's going to be like, hey, I'm going to start practicing and getting into form, yes, right? Yes, sir. Like, learning the basics. And eventually getting on the court. <laughs> um, dude, it's been so long. Um, 
but yeah, guys, um, dude, this was fun. Um, I, I, it's been fascinating for me, like as a not like sports head, like the last, honestly, last few years and just dialogue and hearing like, dude, there's so much like interesting things going on in, in the NBA world. Like we're, we somehow made it happen mm -hmm. to that. We're getting actually fin we're finishing the last season. Um, we'll see, man. We'll see what happens. Um, I think you'll be curious. And again, I'm I'm really excited to hear like maybe some follow up conversation about you know do we predict anything great um, or <laughs> also like what does this next season look like too? Um, yeah. But yeah, it was fun um, for our listeners. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed um, our session. It was um, again just a fun dialogue about sports which is a huge part of our our culture and um you know whether this gets you into like watching or listening to sports um or maybe like you're already a, a sports fanatic and you're like yeah i totally i totally understand and i did disagree with your picks it's like ah okay fair enough um but again follow us on our social media uh, we release every week um our new session which is um you can find us at um, apple podcasts or um spotify or google um uh, or um you know you can catch our, our latest news on our social media on our instagram at just pod so come check us out definitely listeners um yeah hopefully you guys are staying safe out there as usual uh vince thanks again for uh coming on thanks for having me guys always a good time all right listeners as always we will see you next time see ya Bye.